Hello everyone, welcome to a new week and with this new week we're going to continue our series, The Fruits of the Spirit. Our Bible text is taken from Galatians 5.22. I mean by now we should already have memorized what the Bible says in the book of Galatians 5.22. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Today we're going to be talking about self-control. Like self-control for me I would say self-control is the ability to control or to put under subjection our desires our actions the way we talk you know the way we interact with people the things we want to do based on things we believe and also the things those around us believe as well Now, I say not just what we believe, but those around us believe because sometimes we don't do things not because we can't do it, but because it would affect somebody else around us. Now, self-control can be defined as the ability to regulate one's emotions, thoughts, and behavior in the face of temptations and impulses. Now, I would say that basically... A lot of people give in to their desires, they give in to their temptations, you know, their impulses and some blame it on the fact that oh my gosh I'm just impulsive or it was so hard to kind of fight against it or fight the urge to do something but I say no. Self-control means being able to fight your desires. I want to do I want to watch Netflix but I have loads of assignment to do. What is nothing is really stopping me from sitting down and watching Netflix for hours because you know that's what I want to do. But what do you need to do? You need to do your assignments, you need to do your projects. And so to be very honest, nothing is stopping us from giving in to our desires except ourselves. If you want to do something, except you have so much control or you're able to push yourself to not doing it and pushing yourself to do the right thing, you would you would do that which you desire. And in the world of today, I feel like a lot of people are lacking so much self-control in the way we talk and the way we relate and the things we do and all self-control isn't something that is so flashy it's not a flashy concept it doesn't turn heads or grab headlines it can be as small as saying no to chicken another piece of chicken after you had like three three pieces saying no to a french fry or a milkshake or say no to another half an hour on Netflix or Instagram. 
it can feel as significant also as living out a resounding yes to sobriety and sexual purity in our christian journey i feel like there's so much we say yes to that we ought not to we're supposed to say yes to the things of god and no to our worldly and fleshly desires self-control has no poetic twist it doesn't even have any irony um, ironical value but it is so important it is so important and it is also nearly impossible a nearly impossible practice of learning to maintain control of the beast of one's own sinful passions self-control a lot of people believe that you know they're practicing self-control until they have so much desire to do something when you have the desire to um to do something that you know is against what you genuinely believe and you're able to put your body and put yourself under subjection then you're practicing self-control something i read was that true self-control is not about bringing ourselves under our own control but under the power of christ you know the idea of controlling one's own self presumes at least two things the presence of something within us that needs to be controlled and to the possibility in us or through us for drawing on some source of power to restrain it for people who are born again our hearts are new definitely because the bible tells us that old things have passed away and all things have become new but the poison of indwelling sin the sin is still something something that we're kind of surrounded by and it still flows like we still see it and there's always there's just a temptation to go back to it not only are there evil desires to renounce altogether but there are also good desires to keep in check and indulge only in appropriate ways it involves both control over one's behavior and the impulses and emotions beneath it. Because, like, self-control isn't just about um, not doing our bad and um, our evil desires or our ungodly desires, but it also involves keeping in check the good desires. And, and then the book of first corinthians nine twenty five says everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training they do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever what this is trying to say is that for instance take it that you're an athlete there are certain things you don't especially when um a race is coming up there are certain foods you do not eat 
um, certain even certain drinks you don't take, you will be found exercising all the time, doing sprints, um, basically eating healthy and also living healthy. And no one is saying that okay, these athletes do not have the de- desires to just eat a whole bowl of chicken or something or chug a whole bottle of Pepsi but they know what they are but they know why they don't do it right so that they can win first place win a medal win a cup you know and be first in that race they need to keep their body under strict training but we as Christians we don't practice self-control just to get a crown or a a crown or you know an award that doesn't last we do it to get a crown that will last forever like imagine this scenario right for years if there has been something you didn't do like let, let's take for instance you know when you give your life to Christ you put behind you fornication and adultery and all sorts and then for years you did you didn't even think like it was just you know a desire that you never never gave into and then you finally give into it I mean not you but like just the scenario this person finally gives into it after a long time now do you know that that one that one um act of lack of self-control completely erases um years of self-control because now you have sinned now you have come short of the glory of god and if god happens to come that day after you have sinned well i don't know but what i'm basically trying to say is never get tired of putting yourself of being of controlling your desires but it is very easy to get tired when you're trying to do it just by yourself i know how hard it can be to try to control a form of desire just by myself that's why we or to call on Christ, ask Him for help, ask the Holy Spirit to help us and even to comfort us the times we do give in, but to also help us never to make the same mistake. The time David, King David in the Bible, didn't have self-control when he killed um, Uriah for his wife. We saw what happened. Not only did he kill Uriah, committed one sin, but his child also died because of lack of self-control. Because he couldn't control himself from he couldn't control himself from the desire to have a beautiful woman. And it's not like he didn't have access to other beautiful women. But I mean, that's the way desire works. Sinful desire. I mean. There are so many things we have 
but that one thing we don't have we want it we want to do it why and then he ends up sinning he loses the child and he has killed Uriah biblically self-control or the lack of self-control goes to the deepest parts of us our hearts it begins with control of our emotions and then includes our minds as well self-control is often paired with sober-mindedness first timothy 3 2 says therefore an overseer must be above reproach the husband of one wife sober-minded self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach and titus 2 verse 2 says older men are to be so sober-minded dignified self-controlled sound in faith in love and in steadfastness Like in several places in the Bible, self-control applies especially to the mind. You know, because it's one thing, it's actually one thing to not do something, but it's another thing to completely think about the thing. Let's take for instance fasting. Fasting is being able to subject your body into, um, subject your body to, um, to leaving or dropping things that you normally love to do like i mean the most common one is fasting from food who doesn't like to eat (laughs) and we find is that sometimes when we're not fasting i would just decide not to eat it is so easy because we know at any time we can just eat food but when we do decide to fast it's like what you've seen all the nicest food around our house to eat and everything now self-control involves not thinking about the food but thinking about how but thinking of like just keeping your mind sober needing to praying um fellowshipping with god throughout your fast and all so yes, you're keeping your body under subjection. You're not eating when you're, while you're fasting. But you can't also think about food while fasting. Because it's just like, oh, what's the point? You're just basically starving yourself if you keep thinking about food. It just means that you're making food your God in that sense. Because you're fasting. And rather than not thinking about the food, you're thinking about food like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to eat. I can't wait to break my fast and just be able to eat so what's really the point self-control self-control is bodily and external as well okay so basically let's just talk about the world of today right we see so much and then wait firstly Let's read. Let's see what First Corinthians ten thirteen says. It says, "No temptation has overtaken you, except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. 
and when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so you can endure it firstly god doesn't tempt us like let's remove that from our mentality god doesn't tempt us that's that's what the devil does because i've heard so many people say oh god just tempted me right now god doesn't tempt us god is just filled with goodness and holiness so there's no way he will um put in the desire for us to do something bad like if but also when we are tempted there's always a way out and there's always a way to get through it but it requires a lot of times it requires a lot of self-control a lot of saying no to ourselves most of the time we don't want to say no to ourselves right and that's a problem sometimes we believe that okay no it's not our fault my friend came in with a bottle of some vodka i couldn't just say no all my friends were looking at me and they offered me a cup so i couldn't say no to them why please like (laughs) these are your friends these are people that you surround yourself with and i believe that if you're friends with someone you should be able to like your friends should be should be people that even hear no from you the most because and even to an extent they should know certain things that you would and you would not do when you tell your friends no to drinking once you've told them no like five times they wouldn't want offer you anymore but most of the time we find that when we can't say no it's because we truly want to do it like deep in our deep in our flesh these are things we want to do but we find but we find it easier to say oh i was tempted or they begged me to do it if you didn't want to do it you wouldn't do it to be very I mean, I know this doesn't always apply, but like most of the time, the things we don't want to do, we wouldn't do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. self-control is very important. If we all had self-control, I believe that the level of sin the level of um, a lot of things will be reduced a lot of things I don't like if everybody in this world practice self-control like even if let's say okay like I feel like that's the thing about the fruit of the spirit fruit of the spirit like love like self-control if we all just practice even just this too wow and you know it being a fruit of the spirit it is also a gift from the holy spirit so meaning that it gives us a way out by being able to control letting christ control our desires if we all had self-control i just believe that the world would be such a better place Things like rape, things like drunkenness wouldn't happen. I'm not saying don't drink, but I'm saying drink wisely. I'm saying drink knowing that, okay, you're going to drive home. If you're driving home, 
you know you know you're not supposed to drink or maybe just take a cup or not even taking a cup at all because you know you're going to drive but okay if you know that okay i want to drink don't drive call an uber like the world really is amazing right now from any location you can have someone driving because we find that a lot of accidents happen because people are drunk you being drunk you end up colliding into a head-on accident with somebody else who was just rushing home from the, for the night. You might live and that person dies. How fair is that? If we had self-control, I just feel like there will be less pain, less needing to do, needing to give in to our flesh. I know it's not easy. But the thing is, where there is light, darkness cannot sh- cannot be found. So if you're doing things in the dark, thinking that first of all, nobody knows. God is seeing you and he knows. Right? And it says that he will soon bring everything done in the dark into the, into the light. Meaning that <laughs> before he exposes you for what you are doing, just come out of it and also you bringing light into that situation maybe just telling a trusted friend about okay, what you're doing that nobody knows could really really help you I'm saying a trusted friend a friend that will actually help you um, stop doing these things help you keep a check maybe calling you at the time where you normally do this thing and just say I'm just talking to you through the night you fall asleep so that you don't even think about it I know self-control is hard (laughs) but it's also something that is required I'm someone I'm a foodie I love food to be very honest but I'm also someone who can control my love and desire for like even if it's my favorite food ever once i tell myself i'm not eating or i have eaten enough today i'm not eating anymore and that's it because it's just like even if sometimes i might not i might like not need to do this i could eat it and you know nothing but it's just me being able to keep my it's just just me being able to keep my desires in check some things i don't need to control i control them why because i don't want to get to a point where i do i cannot control it first philippians 4 13 i mean you should know this say with me i can do all things through christ who strengthens me i know it's hard to give up pornography to give up drinking to give up smoking to give up fornication to give up lying you know also to give up stealing i know it's hard but we're told that we can do all things through christ also know that god doesn't judge us like I mean 
personally i feel like although there's there are so many things we do that could be regarded as sins to god but like it's just like he wants us to stop doing them and realize that he just wants to love us and he just wants us to love him and also if you're listening and you're just you're thinking that okay you just want to stop sinning first and then come to god darling god wants you to come to him the way you are in the way you are stained full of sin anything he wants you to come to him no matter what you have done he wants you to come to him come to him first and let him make you a better person let him make you who he wants you to be you don't have to change outside god change with him let him change you and make you who he wants you to be self-control is a wild topic to be very honest and i feel like there's so much like a lot there's just there is a lot to be talked about when it comes to self-control and a lot of people don't talk about self-control now if someone feels a particular way everyone is trying to validate their feelings whether or not it is right whether or not it is wrong everyone wants to validate everyone else's feelings why why The thing about self-control is it can be taught, right? It can be taught. If you're trying to control the amount of drinks you take, no one is saying that, okay, from taking, uh, let's say, five bottles of alcohol or five bottles of beer every day, no one is telling you to just drop your life. Bring it down. Or just let God tell you what to do. It could be you reducing it from 5 to 3, then 3 to 1, then from 1, working, working so hard to stopping it completely. And no matter what, throwing out all the alcohol in your house and not even having a stash or a spare or anything. There's some things that are so hard to stop doing, but you know, that's where God comes in. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. They never want us to suffer again, but a lot of times we want to put ourselves through the stress and through the suffering, want to go through it alone. But why not try calling God into that situation? God help me, please. Please help me stop doing this. True self-control is a gift from above, produced in and through us by the Holy Spirit. Until we own that it is received from outside ourselves, rather than ripped up from within, the effort we give to control our own desires will, will redound to our praise rather than God's. We are promised the gift of self-control, 
yet we must also take it by force. Self-control is a gift from the Holy Spirit. But if you don't recognize about when the Holy Spirit working in your life, also if you don't recognize the fact that the Holy Spirit has given self-control and the other fruits of the Spirit to you, you will never be able to take charge and put it into action in your life. Self-control is not something you receive passively, just waiting for the self-control to just start working, but actively every day. Self-control also involves doing chores and not just laying on your bed the whole day. That's self-control. Because our beds are tempting. Like, to just lay on our beds, scroll through TikTok, scroll through Instagram, text, snap, you know, play iMessage games and whatnot. And just stay on our beds the whole day. But standing up, even if we don't have assignments, even if we don't have things to do, reading a book, reading our Bibles, all these self-control. Without self-control, you can't. Self-control is also um, reducing the amount of time you spend on your phone. To be very honest. When the love of Christ controls us, when we embrace the truth that He is our sovereign and our God has left nothing outside His control, we can bask in the freedom that we need not muster our own strength to exercise self-control, but we can find strength in the strength of another, that we can find strength in Jesus. <laughs> Knowing that Jesus went through so much, and taking on his strength and making it our own. Today, I just hope that you've learned more about self-control and that even when it seems hard, even when it seems like you can't do it, you can. But not just you, you have to take on the Holy Spirit, you have to take on Christ, the strength of Christ and making it your own. Self-control was a gift and is a gift, but you have to take it by force. Actively telling your desires that they are on that command of Christ. Making your desires bow before Christ. Making that, making your desires know that they are under your feet as well as under the feet of Christ. That is self-control. You can also call it Christ control, letting Christ control your desires, control your thoughts, control the way you speak to people. You want to lash back when somebody insults you, but controlling that, swallowing it. No one is saying that you cannot insult back, but you know, you not insulting back, you know, giving your own back, that is self-control as well. Father Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us more about self-control. We thank you for also gifting us with self-control as a fruit of the Spirit. Lord, even as we conclude the fruit of the Spirit series today, Lord, we ask 
that all your fruits, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, we ask that it comes into action in our lives. We ask, Lord, that you continue to take preeminence in our lives. Lord, even as we go into this week, Lord, we bless the works of our hands. Lord, help us to put our desires under your feet. We ask that you control our desires, Lord. And just make us better Christians, better human beings, and love all those we're surrounded by. And not just love them, but show it by being kind to every person we're surrounded by. We ask that you continue to give us strength to be good, even though our desires make us want to be mean to people sometimes. Thank you, Father, Lord, for you answer our prayers. Bless each and every one of us and our friends and families. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I now have an Instagram page. This podcast now has an Instagram page, actually. Please check out the Instagram page on the cross with faithful T H E C R O S S W I T H F A I T H F U L. That is the name of the Instagram page. I will be posting all forms of Christian content, Christian quotes, sayings, Bible verses, and just prayers as well. Also, updates on the podcast as well as interactive sessions for you, amazing listeners, to tell me what you think and to also get to pick the topic or something you would like us to talk about. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for listening. And I pray that God continues to bless you. I love you so much, but definitely God loves us all way more. Thank you and God bless you.